This is the Hour of Power with Ben and Courtney. Hey guys, we're back with part two for our episodes on dating relationships, breakup, how to process it, how we're thinking. And we came up with our scenario three. This was with Alana and Matt, made up names, but a real scenario. We wanted to record a part two to this because it's such a big topic. I've seen a lot of people in this situation and we didn't quite conclude all the thought process and things that you guys could probably try if you were in this potential scenario. So again, recapping on the scenario where Alana and Matt have been dating for seven years. They met in their mid-20s and are now 31 years of age. They both work amazing jobs, have bought a house together, own two dash hounds, enjoy coffees and training and competing in triathlons. Matt is such an amazing guy. Alana has already decided in her heart and mind after a couple of years of dating that she does want to marry him. This is why she has made a large financial commitment of buying a house with him. But every time Alana hints at making their relationship official and celebrating an engagement, Matt gets quiet and kind of retreats in the conversation. A few times Alana has probed him further and has asked him why he doesn't get excited or engaged with the idea of getting married. Matt has evaded these questions by saying he doesn't need a piece of paper to prove his love for Alana. What is really going on with Matt and why does it seem like he won't marry Alana? So we dialogued before in the first part of this scenario, um, a few things that could be going through Alana and Matt's heart and head, a bit of advice on where to go with it. And one of the thought lines that I did want to expand on was the fact that there's a large financial commitment that has been made with buying a house and they're working towards building a life together and why Matt won't officially commit to marriage even though he's committed to a large financial commitment that is a life commitment a mortgage is a life commitment maybe that's the problem maybe they've spent so much money on the mortgage he doesn't want to fork out more money for a marriage so it could just be a financial strain yes this could be something that a man or woman need to talk about as well because there's expectations on how big a wedding should be how many guests there's going to invite what's the going to be the process are we going to have to go for a honeymoon the dress the shoes the bride maids, groomsmen. And I want to actually come to you guys with some of those answers because Ben and I got married and it wasn't that big of an event, but it was still an amazing day. So I want to go through some quick tips around having conversations with your potential uh, husband or wife in terms of getting married and engaged. Number one is the ring. Okay. A lot of guys have some questions around, do I buy a ring? What does it look like? All this kind of thing. Ben, how did you buy a ring for me? Go through that process really quickly. I got a packet of burger rings and I said, you can pick any of them. So what that establishes then is options. You've given the female plenty of options. Obviously, I ate all the burger rings. That's the truth he would have. Uh, well, for me, I didn't necessarily think about how much it would cost. Well, part of it was also for me just getting to know Courtney and paying attention to details, what she likes, what I thought would look nice on her. I thought was in terms of jewelry I'd seen you wear. So I, I was sort of thinking, well, she wears sort of simple stuff. There's nothing bad about that. Quality. Qu- but definitely simple. quality, but she never. I, I would never see her in like really elaborate 
Diamonds. Rings and bracelets and dangly things. And I thought she's very active and very sporty and functional. That's true. Those are sort of contributing to what I was thinking. I've, I've seen her in a lot of rose gold and I thought... Very um, good. So I, I got a clear sort of indication of what sort of jewellery she likes. Ben is very accurate with his views on the jewellery, yes. So I don't think I was overly pressured to spend a certain amount. I'd sort of gotten... I, did, I think I did have a, a budget, but I'd, I wanted to buy something that I thought was... It's something I was prepared to put more money into because I do enjoy or like the idea of it signifies value and there's something precious in it and I wanted Courtney to have something that demonstrates like this is also it's required sacrifice it's required me putting you know x amount of time and labor into getting the funds to buy this it's got to cost me something i think that's part of love love demonstrates that there's there's loss and sacrifice within love that's part of it it's a sort of a doing word so you can see my face like <laughs> I want to get married again. Yeah, I would marry you again. But this time with a burger ring. No. So, yeah, those, sorry. So, that, that I guess that could be going on in the back of my mind, even subconsciously to a degree. Can we go through, because we have counted some young men that either A, wanted to use their grandmother's ring, they wanted to buy something cheap and then... Use some twine. Buy a cheap ring and then let her choose later on down the track. Some of it is up to the woman and some personal choice and you have to gauge that on the woman that you were with if she's very like I'm going to choose I want to choose I guess the guy's in a position where he's like okay how much trust she has in your ability to pick something of yes however however there was something that really inspired me and made me feel like this ring was more than just what it was worth you know financial and and that commitment and it was the fact that you asked your mum oh yeah that's a big big factor obviously boys take your mum yes Ben asked his mum some lady who has an idea or Ben asked his mum to come shopping with him. And that to me spoke so much more because how a man treats his mother is sometimes how he will treat the wife. And Ben has a fantastic relationship with his mum and his dad, but he has a fantastic relationship with his mum. And a man's first relationship with someone of the opposite sex is his mother. That's his first relationship with the opposite sex. And how he looks at his mum, how he engages with his mother is going to be somewhat similar to how he's going to engage with the woman of his marriage and also how you see your parents engaging with one another the fact that ben went shopping with his mum and they had conferred together around what kind of styles were going to be classic styles and and she had input in that that actually made that this ring more special to me because it was something that was coming from his family and if you look at some of the more middle eastern traditions with engagement a lot of middle eastern men don't actually engage the woman individually for an engagement the whole family will go to the woman's family and the father of the groom potential groomsman family would actually engage with the father of the potential bride and make that engagement there I guess there is a massive positive around there's two families actually coming together. The marriage or the relationship is not just about two individuals. And this is where we go back to Alana and Matt in the situation of dating for seven years, buying the house, all these financial commitments. Lana and Matt's main problem here is that they've made the relationship just about two individuals. However, marriage is about two families coming together and it's about the legacy that you are creating with your potential husband or wife that you're going to be bringing two families together and that legacy is going to continue. It's not just about two individuals. And this is where potential Lana and Matt in this situation 
have gone off on their own as two individuals in this relationship and not having the families kind of um, not just support the idea and perspective that marriage and relationship just is not just about two individuals. There's always going to be problems that you will encounter if you're dating somebody and you're just dating and you're just going off and doing things on your own terms and doing things individually as a couple. I'm not saying that's a bad thing to do, but don't make it all just about the two individuals. If you involve your families and your potential husband is seeing how you interact with his mom and dad and his brothers or sister or cousins and family, and then you are seeing that vice versa on his side, you're going to feel more confident in each other that these two families can come together for marriage when we eventually have children as well our children are going to be involved in both sides of the families and going to be celebrating and enjoying each other in that life process so that would be another commentary around Alana and Matt's situation don't just make the relationship just about you two as individuals get people involved from your family and make sure you maintain the perspective that marriage yes it's two individual people coming together for a commitment but it's two people from two families yes involved and, and therefore it's actually about making an environment that's best serve family and a space for a prosperous family really it's for children it's creating a space that's best for raising children And so we're going back to the ring and the process, the engagement ring going into marriage. Next thing, okay, so say for example, you've kind of gauged with that girl that you're dating. I kind of understand her style. I do understand, or if you you don't understand the style at all as a young man, and that's okay, that's totally fine. Get some women's perspective on that, either your mums or your sisters, or maybe you've got a few friends of hers that um, she knows pretty well. Get some help with that and get make it make a bit of a team effort. You know what I mean? And then people are going to be involved with that and excited for you and you're going to have their support as well. Now we're coming up for marriage. And sometimes a lot of young men and women start to freak out because they think that a wedding is going to cost $30,000. It's going to cost so much money. I don't have that much money in the bank. She's going to want this and want that. And we're going to do it like this. And my mom's going to think that we're going to invite all her friends and her mom's going to think, you know what I mean? And that you've got all these unspoken expectations that need to be laid down and communicated unspoken it's going to cause these internal kind of struggles within you emotionally and that's just going to come out eventually and probably in fights all right so you need to speak up about your expectations and conclude is this going to be our real life scenario or are we just overthinking things a little bit okay so number one a wedding does not have to cost thirty thousand forty thousand even twenty thousand dollars you can have a nice celebration without it breaking the bank without it overextending yourself and my advice to young people is do not spend a lot of money on your wedding because you've got the next 60 years of your life together and you're starting almost bankrupt okay you need to start with some funds in the bank after your wedding for whatever scenarios you're going to come up against you don't want to start with just nothing and I'm not saying love and relationships not just all about finances and money however you can have a nice celebration without spending thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And that does come with, again, family support. So make your relationship not just about you two all the time as individuals. Make it about your families because Ben's parents and my parents were involved you know, as our relationship was progressing, mum loved Ben, dad, my, my father met Ben and he he really liked him and Ben's parents met me and I was going around there every now and then and I was chatting with them or having a coffee, talking about life stuff. 
And so they engaged with both of us in a way that they thought, yes, we support these two individuals coming together. We've seen enough of them. And then they were able to make a financial support as well for our wedding. And that was really lovely and nice of them to do that. That happened because we were engaging both our families. Again, yeah, including multiple people. There's, again, accountability. It's it's bigger than us. It is the two families coming together. And you're going to naturally then see people, again, like we spoke of earlier, in situations dealing with different dynamic group dynamics, you know, seeing how they do deal with parents and how their relationship with their parents are. Yeah, how does that man relate to his mum? How do we relate to his dad? So how does those, she you know, go between? Yeah, And trying to work all those things out early on in the piece and to establish whether or not you're comfortable making that commitment. Yes, because you're going to have to see your husband's family and vice versa for the wife. I'm going to have to live with these people forever. So if you, when you're dating somebody and you're meeting the family and you're looking at that person's parents and you're thinking, I don't want to spend... Red flags, alarm bells. Alarm bells, (laughs) red flags, you know. Or it could be good. All systems go. It, well, if it could be some raising some red flags and you're having conversations with your boyfriend or girlfriend around, hey, I'm a bit concerned about your mum and dad or your sister or your brother. Like, what's going on there? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not that concerned with it. That could probably raise some serious concerns around that. And again, that's up to you too and how you dialogue that and, you know. You walk that out, yeah. Is your relationship going to play out some of those problems that are stemming from your family? And you need to have a real think about that because some of our family backgrounds are not perfect. Some of our family members are not perfect. No one's family is perfect. Yes, but there might be some serious problems there that you don't want to see continue their ripple effect into your marriage and relationship. So how strong is the man to stand firm when his mum's trying to get in on the situation or has got keys to your house and you're like, uh, actually, mum, I don't need you to fold my towels anymore and do my washing. That's me and my wife. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mum, why are you here in my bedroom <laughs> doing my sheets? <laughs> why are you cooking for me, mum? <laughs> you know? So these are the kind of boundaries. And again, that's for you and your relationship. You need to discuss that with your potential husband, wife, to understand what those boundaries are and how that's going to play out for you. But the next part I want to talk about, about a wedding and celebration. A wedding is meant to be fun. A wedding is a celebration. And my advice to anybody who has gotten engaged don't spend years being engaged because this whole drawn out process of wedding planning becomes stressful and then it becomes your relationships about you forget why you're actually getting married you've drawn out sometimes this process of making everything so structured in the wedding and everything's revolving around wedding planning that you tend to forget what is my life going to be like after I get married And a lot of couples actually go through wedding blues where maybe six months after they've gotten married and had their honeymoon, they're thinking, I don't have all these. Where's all the champagne? (laughs) It's gone. (laughs) Uh, These these caterers, don't we have them forever? (laughs) Yeah, that's it. Where's my sandwich? (laughs) Where's my sandwich? Where's my birthday cake? So sometimes I've seen um, a few women go into the wedding blues where they're thinking, I don't have anything to do. I don't have this like kind of process that's going on the back of my mind and and decisions being made. The wedding is not the end. The wedding is the beginning. 
yeah. of the relationship. Celebrating the beginning of life. Yes, together with two families mm. coming together. That's the beginning. So you need to make a make a room in your emotions and your understandings that this is the beginning of your relationship. So don't put all your effort and all your stress and everything into this one event. You're going to have many other amazing situations happening in your life that will happen after you get married as well. And that also brings to the to the planning of finances and understanding if you have that perspective, you're not going to spend all your finances on the cake looking amazing or, you know, and a lot of women and men sometimes tend to make the wedding about it's going to be a great time. I want everyone dancing on the dance floor it's and all, all this. all about the cake. Yes. So my next piece of advice is no wedding is perfect. And if you make it about other people's reactions and are they having a good time, you're going to be sorely disappointed because there will be people at your wedding that will stand there and not dance and look like they're not having a good time and you have no control over that. That is their reaction. Okay. Throw some cake at them. Yeah. So you can spend thousands of on a, on a DJ and dance floor and lights and smoke machine and all this kind of stuff. And there will still be Lasers. people there that will not enjoy it. So again, that goes down to the fact that the wedding is the perspective we're having two families coming together, enjoying a celebration of officially two families coming together. That is the crux of it. Try not to make it way too big or if you're trying to implode it more then it's just going to implode basically <laughs> explode it more so and it's going to be a lot of pressure as well and I think going back to scenario three we'll land this with Alana and Matt because these are the things that maybe Matt in his seven-year relationships thinking oh my gosh I don't know how I'm going to bring two families together and all this go back to the fact that you are two people from two families and you need to come together so Matt you need to go to Alana's family and engage yourself maybe a little bit more Alana, you need to go to Matt's family and engage yourself a little bit more. And then that way you're going to be able to come to terms with, I like hanging out with Matt's family. I like hanging out with Alana's family. Why don't we bring these two families together? I like you. You like me. You know, now we've got a future. Now we've got momentum. Now we've got traction. Now we have not just us two trying to plow through life. We have the support of both our families. Let's go. So concluding with scenario three with Alana and Matt, yes, we have gone through so many situations that could be going through Matt's mind and heart and how he wants relationships to progress to girlfriend and boyfriend to marriage. And we've gone through maybe even Alana, how she's thinking with it all and where she's coming from. It's not to say that any of the people, Alana and Matt in this supposed scenario, are wrong. We want to come with, hey, this is where you're at. You might feel a little bit stuck. Go see some people who are going to mentor you and pose these questions and scenarios to you so that you can see each other's responses and grow a little bit further. So that's the end of scenario three. We're going to go to the next episode with scenario four with Owen. <laughs>